0: Hi everyone! Welcome to our adventure through Scripture. Today, I am joined with Josh McLeod, and he will be sharing his journey through faith.
1: All right. Uh, hey guys, my name is Josh. Well, McLeod. I didn't include the last part. I go by Josh, but full name is Joshua McLeod. Um, I'm 17 right now. Just finished junior year and going on to my senior year of high school at Prince of Peace. Um, I've been there my whole life and this is kind of like a very big, this is basically like a whole, I wouldn't say life story. I mean, it's kind of like up to where I'm with God um, and kind of like found him because my, through my whole life, I didn't really know Like, I just – it was kind of built into me, like, okay, believe in God, believe in God. But I wasn't, like – I was like, why? Why should I? Why should I? And I never really got answers for that until, like, I would say sophomore – like, sophomore year, I'd say, which is relatively not that long ago. But basically where it starts off out is that – well, I started Prince of Peace, and kindergarten year was probably – my biggest transition from going because preschool is very different from kindergarten, very big. And I remember going into it. My mom was actually diagnosed with cancer, breast cancer going in. And I was little at the time and it really meant nothing to me. Um, But my mom was very big with God. She's very strong. And this actually really brought her closer with God too at that time. But I didn't. I really wasn't a part of it because I was young. I didn't understand it that much. But she basically, she's a very big part of my life. And she's where I get a lot of my faith from. And the reason why I held on for longer than I did. And I'll get into that later. But basically, growing up, I always felt kind of like different and not really fit in with a lot of people. Like, I remember especially like, First grade year, I made some friends, Um, people that some of them still go to school. One of them is Cole Howard, a great friend of mine, and some people that I actually don't even talk to anymore, some people that I actually don't like. But that was kind of like the start of getting into friends and stuff. And that was really when I realized that, like, I was different. I wasn't I didn't like all the like sports and stuff like that. I wasn't into doing that. And I was really more into like. TV, like, cartoons and, like, toys and stuff like that. More of, like, culture and pop culture, I guess what you would call it. And that was just, like, my thing. I'd play with Legos, toys all the time. And that's what I did most of my time as a child. And I didn't really talk to, like – I didn't play with other kids a lot. I kind of spent just a lot of time by myself and, like, coming up with my own ideas, like, and doing my own stuff. Like, with Legos, I'd build my own stuff. Like, i even just – think about like fake movies or fake scripts. Not like a script but like just talk and like play it out. I don't know. And that kind of made me feel different and I didn't feel like I was with anybody. And I didn't, like we went to church a little bit, but I didn't really pay attention and we stopped going to church actually because the preacher at the church we went to, I forgot the name of it, it's like Grace Church or something, it's over in Plano, but preacher left and my parents didn't want to stay there anymore so they left and that's when I didn't go to church anymore. We stopped going and completely. I never really like even paid attention so it wasn't that big of a deal to me. But grow like growing up and then seeing how much of a difference it kinda of makes in people, especially and the way I see God reflects to a lot of people, it's kinda of like I wish I'd went a little bit more, but I'm, at the same time, I'm glad I didn't because it helped me understand those people a different side of the spectrum, which I know some people have issues with. Um, so going past elementary, like going into middle school. So my mom actually actually go back a little bit. So my mom beat the cancer; she got rid of it. I don't remember what year she did. I. I can't remember if it was first or second grade. I don't even. I might have even been kindergarten. I completely forgot. It might have been longer. Um, but in fifth grade, transitioning into middle school was uh, like very big for me because I was not definitely not ready. Because fifth grade, I had some issues with doing homework, and that kind of was like a bit. I started seeing some of that stuff. Like I got very lazy, and I just kind of like or I just got down. Like I just didn't want to do a lot of stuff. I wanted to just kind of like sit in my room and do nothing and this was like kind of like the first hint of where like my life was going in a direction and i didn't realize it at the time of course i just thought that was life or whatever but going into middle school i remember sitting in my one of my my old room and my parents came in i was playing xbox and they had to tell me something and i wasn't sure like what was going on or anything and they told me that my mom's cancer actually came back and, and it was stage four this time. It wasn't stage four previously. I don't remember what stage it was, but it was stage four this time, which is the highest stage. If you don't know, a lot of people don't really recover from it. You kind of just have it. And and some people die, die from it most of the time. So it's very, it, that I didn't even really realize that at the time because I was young and I still didn't really realize anything. But I was older and my emotions were definitely more there. So I still felt it. And I realized that it was something I just didn't want to talk about clearly. I didn't want to speak about it, nothing, whatever. And that was not a good thing. And this kind of like ties back in. it was like, I didn't have anyone to depend on then. Like a lot of people like, the, like look to God and they really do look to God as a thing and I always tell you look to God and since I didn't grow up with that I didn't really realize that and I didn't have a way to output it so I kept it inside me and then going into middle school I didn't want to go to school I would cry every before every day of going in because I just didn't want to go in like I was like I don't want to be here I would rather be with my mom or near her and like all that and that was very hard because I had to stay at school the whole day and I would either want to go home and I just couldn't literally stay there I actually remember even changing my schedule to be more with my friends because I actually remember I had no classes with anyone that I really liked or was my friend at that time and that was another hard part I didn't have any friends in my classes so I would most of the time just sit there and not talk to anybody because I'm not like a very social person I don't just talk to random people I have to really like, start to know them and, like, get to know them and stuff like that. Yeah. But, in I think it was, so all throughout sixth grade, I remember it was halfway throughout the year I switched my schedule, and I started going to school more. But I still wasn't going to school, like, at the normal rate I should be, and I didn't do my homework, anything like that. Surprisingly, I don't know how I passed middle sixth and seventh grade in particular or even eighth and freshman year but I mean I did my homework but I still wasn't there uh but like I didn't do any of my homework sixth grade and I passed and that was like I still was going on and I didn't still didn't think about my mom anything uh I think it was beginning of seventh grade year I they recommended I go back to a See, or see a therapist. I saw one when I was younger, but it was for different reasons. And this time they wanted to do it just because of me and, like, what was going on. And they didn't know, like, why. So I went, and they wanted to get into my mall. And I remember just sitting there, like, just even, like, talking about it in that room. Like, I was just started to tear up. And it was... I started crying. I just that moment, I was like, all right, don't want to go to therapy anymore. That's not the move, don't want to do that. And the next time I was forced, I kept pushing it back. My parents still wanted me to go actually, but I was like, no, I don't want to go. I would push it back, I'd make them cancel it. I remember one time my mom drove me to the place, didn't want to go in and the people came out and they were being nice to me or whatever. And then they recommended to my mom that they actually put me in a mental institution because of the because I just didn't want to go in for therapy, and my mom was broken by it. I remember she was sitting in the car, she was crying, and I just was just like, I, I don't understand. Like, I don't see like issue. Like, I don't see this as, I mean, it's it's mean, obviously. I didn't like it. I felt rude. I didn't like. Okay, that's rude to say, but I didn't wasn't like broken by that. 'Cause at that mo at that point, like in my life, I was kind of already pushed out all the emotions. Like I just didn't want to feel them, push them out, whatever. So I was just kind of like angry, I would say. I was past the point of crying or doing that. I was just mad at that point. And then throughout seventh grade, still did the same thing. I didn't go to school or whatever. Didn't do my homework. But it was towards the end of seventh grade year, my mom was like, You're going to school. You have to do it no doubt about it so she started making me go to school more and I actually went to school more often than I had previously and that was very tough because I had to do a lot of my homework and get back into that pace and I think that's where I actually learned to put in work actually put in the work and if I had stuff behind I know the consequences not doing it is very bad and I need to push and do it and complete it just get it out of the way And that was luckily, I think, what made me be able to even survive at Prince Peace and graduate each year and not fail, was still putting in the work, like, even though I didn't go to school. Like, and that was a struggle because it's like, okay, if I don't want to do anything at home, the only time I'm going to have is at the school. So I was like, all right, I got to go to school more. So I really did eventually kind of like, I would not miss that much. It's almost like two days out of the week, but like compared to missing – force like sometimes i miss like i think i missed like a whole week one time of school i mean it was just it's insane so i definitely learned something there i think that was where i started learning for myself more i cuz i would say i really kind of learned more self-evaluated or not self-value but i i learned from myself really i do not i didn't really look to god and i didn't look to my parents i didn't talk to them or anything that much i, I just kind of learned all of this stuff by myself and I kind of like and that was very hard looking back on it but like in the moment I kind of was just like alright this is just what you have to do whatever so going into 8th grade year I think this was the biggest shift ever in terms of coming into light with my mom and especially with just school in general I definitely still didn't go to school a lot but I picked up my slack and did the work actually I didn't just slack off I did my work and I actually even started going to school more um in the back half of my eighth grade year um and eighth grade is actually where I started to gain some of my this is where from previously where I didn't really want to do anything I mean you would call that if you ask like a psychiatrist not wanting to do anything feeling down whatever that's depression that's just the base like description of depression and I didn't really realize that at the time I was just like I'm just lazy I thought I was just lazy but I didn't realize that I was actually just depressed and I remember in eighth grade it actually that was where it started to get worse because I had I finally got into relationships I had met a girl and Uh, It was my first relationship. just wasn't great or whatever, but I still really liked her. And then I never really got over it because, like, I had no – I didn't tell anyone else about it. I didn't – I mean, I told my friends, but, like, it wasn't like – I didn't tell them, like, my actual feelings about it. So I kind of just put that into just not getting over her or, like, still thinking about her, and I just never stopped that. And that put me down into a very – Deeper place, deep minded. And I, I just didn't really like, I was like, All right, I don't trust. So I was just in a non trustworthy mood. And I kind of started going down into depression. And that was definitely the start. And finishing eighth grade year and going into freshman year was definitely different. But I would say I was more excited because I was happy to get out of middle school. Happy to get out of that life. Didn't I hated that life. Like, I was glad to get out of that. was thinking everything was going to change. I was hoping that it was going to change. I just had hope. Came out of nowhere, but I had so much hope. The end of my freshman year, going into sophomore year, I was like, all right. I need to go see a therapist. Because halfway through summer, I just hit my end point. I was like, I feel like poop. I don't want to do anything I just want to sit here and watch my iPad and watch TV or whatever and I went to see a therapist and it actually was the first time I actually felt better I actually got it felt like I got something off my chest when I talked to her and because it very much helped and that was all at the same time when I started thinking a lot about God. So going into my sophomore year, I had a teacher, my meta narrative teacher, Mr. Hens. He uh, was teaching us meta narrative, whatever, and he was just telling us stories about. Yeah, you he know, was just the basic five going through the Bible. That's what meta narrative is, and we would have conversations about it sometimes. And I just remember sitting there sometimes and like. This is dumb. Why are we doing this? Like, I don't care to, like, when I get it, Jesus loves me. Like, that's like, I feel like it's what they just tell you is like, Jesus loves you. Like, that's like the main overarching thing. Like, I remember in middle school, like, that was like literally probably just always how they tied it back to their message. That's how I was interpreted, at least. That uh, was still how I was interpreting it. And I think a big change in my sophomore year was. I, halfway through, I actually got into a big fight with my friends at, at in that at that time, and they were my friends since, one of them was my friend since first grade, one was since like third, fourth grade, and that was very hard, because I had not, those were my guys growing up, like, I always hung out with those two guys, like, especially like sophomore year, freshman year, and I had other friends, but I really hung out with them a lot of the time, Um, and that was very hard because they were saying things, hurtful things, and it was just not, it was a very dark time in my life and I didn't really know how to interpret it and I got very depressed and that was, it wasn't fun because I remember sitting in my room and like, just like thinking like, yeah. I don't need to be here anymore. Like, what's the point? Everyone else is doing fine. If I left, it's like, who else would care? And I think that was the same time that I actually, I met a, another girl, a different girl. And I actually kind of like, I started a relationship with her. And like halfway through the relationship, I kind of realized it was like, you know, I'm not. I was using her as a crutch more like, more so because I was in a dark place at the time and I just wasn't thinking straight. And because my feelings had changed and whatever. And I was just like, okay, I don't want to go through with it. But I ended up going through with it. And it was definitely a, not a smart decision because seeing is It was it hurted me more in the end. But at the end of that relationship, I realized like, all right. I need to fix what's going on, fix some of the stuff going on in my life. And I started to like I was listening more like that year I actually had a different theology class, Gospel in the Arts. And we had actually were watching movies, and I think that's what really made me look more into it because it it wasn't just like love was the topic or Jesus loves you. It was like sacrifice. What is there to know about sacrifice? I, mean, I had that conversation about that. That's a very like and I and I actually got I was very much into it. And I actually gained insight from that. So that whole back half of the year going through that like I still had that in the back of my mind, and it all cum- cum- cumulated like. In May, I would say, like, after all that had happened, I blocked that girl. and I was like, all right, I'm not talking to her for the summer. I need this out of my life. Nothing to do with this. Because from what it seems like, it's like you just don't want to have those people in your life. And that's when I started looking at God and I was generally asking him questions and thinking about it like, okay, why, why, why are these people doing this? still why are they rude why are the people or why are the people out there that are still rude like why are the and that's ultimately what led me to like find a little place and like go find some hope that i don't need to i don't need to leave like i can stay um like and that was like the. i wouldn't say the end of my depression but it was a big turning point it was a more of a I don't need to actually leave this world though. I just I need to stay because I there are still people out there who need to be who need to learn, I feel like. And that was another big thing going into junior year is I actually had a lot of some issues. My some of my friends stopped hanging out with me for a little bit and that really I just they couldn't do it. I, I mean I didn't have my license yet. So keep in mind I haven't had my license. Um which is, which is crazy, but I basically I didn't, couldn't do a lot of the stuff my friends were doing all the time. Like, I still did. I still hung out with them all the time and whatnot and did stuff with them, and it was fun. But like, beginning of junior year, when they all had stuff to do, but then they were doing stuff later in the night or on a school day, I couldn't do it because I couldn't drive or go with them, and I started going back into my depression again slowly because I was just spending time in my room again. And then I started relying on talking to girls and I actually remember like talking to girls is like kind of like my main, like people I would talk to to get out of having to deal with it, which it's not like that's crazy, I feel like, but at the same time, I feel like I was depending too much on it. So I definitely didn't want to keep doing it. And I I remember realizing that when this one girl I was talking to just straight up, stop talking to me and I was like okay I'm done with this not doing this anymore focusing on myself like I really need to do that like I kept telling myself that but I wasn't doing it so I eventually it was this is like Thanksgiving time and I was getting surgery on my ear this is really when the I think my life changed or took a sudden turn not for the worst I actually think it helped me Understand things better. After the surgery, I actually felt better and felt happier because I could hear. That was another big thing. I can't hear. If you didn't know that, like I have ear issues and I couldn't hear, and that was very nice because I just I had a surgery the previous year before that and it didn't work. So I was very happy that the surgery worked this time. So I was actually coming into a group. and this is when one of my best friends started dating someone, and I he started hanging out with her more. And I hadn't really dealt with, like, that before because he – I hadn't really been with super, like – I started hanging out with him all the time, like, since over summer. It was, like, I had spent a lot of time with him. But this was – and during the previous to that. So it was very different for me having to, like, deal with that. And I'll admit at the beginning I was definitely more just – jealous because I didn't get to spend time with him as much, but it was I think January. It's January time. This is like, not that long ago. This is like four months ago. And I started talking to another girl and I remember at that time, that was when Cody, um, person I'm talking about, my friend, he was getting, this was like, I think it was like one, I think it was actually like, maybe like, I don't think it was a month of relationship, or one year, or m- one month relationship, one month anniversary, it was like maybe a couple of weeks. They had started dating or whatever, but they started spending like way more time. So this was like, before they were hanging out, like, it wasn't like they were dating, so it was like, they were with other people, but this was like, Uh, Like they were not they were just by themselves so I started doing having less time like to do things and it just got me thinking and a lot of thinking and I remember just like I can't fully trust everybody and everything I need to like look more into like what my parents have to say and what they, and there's some of their advice and what my counselors are telling me, right, what my therapist is telling me. And like, I actually like, seriously need to like focus on myself. And I, cause I just always kept telling myself I needed to do that. And it was like, I always ended up never doing that. I just kept kind of going back in the same old, like bad place. So this is like the, Basically, like, the last couple months, I've really just – I had another teacher this year, too. Um name was Miss Ashcraft. She really helped – I think helped. Like, I had service class. I remember going into that class. I was like, I don't want to do this. But actually doing that stuff made me feel better as a person. Like, I was like, All right, I just moved some boxes. But, like, I just feel good. I don't know why. And that was kind of when I started talking and getting more involved in discussions about God and I think it was the back half of the year, of gospel in the arts. It was when we started doing that. I feel like every time I do gospel in the arts, I learn a lot of stuff because we go through conversations. And I just remember talking to her, and and even in that class, we had conversations, and they were just very helpful, I guess, and it gave me insight. And now it's like I feel like I'm definitely closer with God. I feel like I've I understand him a better part of him now and I feel like I haven't I have a burden off it it's not like I'm not believing, because like I said, I didn't used to like I just was like, Okay, Jesus loves you, but I never like was like believed that he cared for me. And now I really feel like he does care for me and he really wants me to kinda like be here and share my message and helpful and hopefully help others because it's like it's all about hope it's all about perseverance and hope like kind of like what i was back to like what i was saying like how like god is going to be there for you like he's gonna throw obstacles in your way um and that's not like saying like some people don't like it when like when you say like well god intentionally does that or it's like things happen for a reason like i like I actually kind of do believe in it just for a little bit because there are very much, like, I have been through low points in my life, but I don't consider them defeats because I learn from them. If you don't learn anything from the experience, it's a defeat. But if you come out knowing something more than you did going into it, that's a victory, in in my opinion. And that's actually what my dad told me. So it's very... I mean, that's just my opinion, but I think that God is definitely going to be there for you because it's at the end of the day, he made you and he loves you and he sent his son to die for you. And he's going to, if you have an issue or you're dealing with something, I'm not going to just say like, just turn to God, God, your God, 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 because that's not just the answer. It's It's all about you have to put in knowing that God loves you and also pray or just read a little bit of scripture, just do something. Cause like, even when like I sing, like, like in chapel, like when you sing the songs, it's like, I feel lifted a little bit, you know, you feel, you feel somewhat better. And I think that that's a very big part is if you just do that. And I'm not saying like, do it. Like, Cause I mean, I do it. I did it once a week or whatever, but like, I mean, we prayed every day, whatever like, and stuff. But we, ultimately, it's like, those are just little tiny things, little tiny things you can do. And I think that's incredible. It's like, you're not doing something huge and drastic. You're not moving to a different location. You're not changing anything about you. All you're doing is just saying a quick sentence or spending three minutes singing like it i don't know i just i think that's what a lot of people don't understand is like you just he's that he's if you even if you don't feel like he is it's you just have to get through it and when you get through it and you'll look back and you'll be like i'm glad i stayed i'm glad i waited that out i'm glad i hope that i because at the end of the day, you're gonna come out better if going through that, because you're gonna know something uh, some people don't, and you can share that to other people and help other people.
0: Yeah, I think with me, consistency of reading my Bible every day has helped my mental health so much throughout these times of like the stay at home um, law and everything. Cause you know, I just started feeling really alone because literally almost every day I would hang out with my friends or I would go out to eat with my family. And I felt, I used to feel so connected with people and I felt like I had these strong relationships. And then kind of when you're forced to be alone, it, it's, it's hard, and I felt, I was just, like, asking God, why, why are you doing this, why are you doing this, to my senior friends, like, but, you know, that's when I started reading, because I just really was just, like, craving hope, and, like, I needed to grow my faith, and it just, it gives me faith, like, it makes me happy to read my Bible every day, and, I was talking about this with my aunt and uncle, and they said that it's great. Like, you don't necessarily need to be Christian to be a good person. You just need to find something that fulfills you. And so I was like, great, like, this fulfills me. And it was cool because they used to be, like, they came from Iran and they were Muslims, but now they're not... Like, Christians, it's kind of just, like, they're happy. They're living life. They feel like they have been fulfilled their life. And I think that's great. But it's also hard to trust God because if I'm in, like, a sticky situation, my first thought isn't God, to be honest, which is something I need to work on. It's just kind of like, dang, I, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I'm, I'm stuck. I don't know where to go. I feel alone. But God's there. It's just hard because he's not like someone you can text for help, you know?
1: Yeah, it's not someone you can literally be like texting your issues to. And I think that's another big thing. I think for me especially is right now in in these times especially, like in some of the stuff that I'm going through now, it's it's tough because I don't have – I mean, I have my friends, and I have you, and I have Luke, and I have everyone else. But it's like, at the end of the day, I feel like, y'all know me. You know me. And I just, I like, at this time, it's like I want someone else to know. Me. But it's like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going, kind of like going back into that. Thing. And I'm just not, and right now I'm, like, I think it was like, if, like, not like up at I think it was like when quarantine started. I think I don't know, it was like actually like close to when at least Texas the stay at home they lifted it. I think that's when I actually kinda like realized who is cares for me and who's actually there for me. And I not actually like talking to people like people that I don't know, like around that I don't know, but like people that I know that are going to be there for me. And I wasted giving my effort in that. And I think that's actually made me feel better because it's like, I'm not putting my into that. And it's very good. I think that's something a, a lot of people should know too, is that that effort is a big thing, but don't waste your effort on something that's not worth it in the end. Like that's why they a people to put their trust and their faith in God because they know in the end He's still gonna be there for them. You know, that's why they put their effort in Him. That's why you should put your effort in Him because He is gonna be there for you in the end. Like someone that's like you, kind of you know, at school who you talk to they're not going to be there in the end. They're not going to be there by your deathbed. Like, so really just, that's, you just have to, especially getting older, I would say, and going into like how I am going into senior year and then I'm going to be off in college. I'm cutting off a lot of these, a lot of people because it's like, they're not going to be there at me in college either. So my effort, I'm putting more into myself and God and my more relationship with the people that I have now if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It kind of makes you more grateful for your best friends.
1: Yeah. I, I'm definitely glad that this quarantine stuff has happened because it's made me look, look back on a bunch of things. Um, but it's also kind of like It's sad, too. So a lot of people see this as a sad time, but also look at it as good because use this time to reflect. Use this time to look deep, deeper into things that you may be dealing with or even just start now, like read into God a little bit or just start praying every night or something, just small, because it can contribute to your life in a big way. So I have my verse. It's a very important verse and it's 1st Corinthians 10:13 and it says no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability but with temptation he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it i think this is very important to know because it lets you know that you're not alone everybody goes through it but God is faithful Keyword right there, faithful for you.
0: Yeah, and I think, um, like with the temptations, you know, it's really tempting to just, you know, stay in bed, not do anything all day, and just kind of be like, blah. But, you know, you got to work hard with your faith and for happiness. I think that's yes. a great scripture
1: hundred percent. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for sharing your story and your journey through faith, and thank you for all the listeners for joining our adventure through scripture.